To have passion in life is everything. What's your Everest? Oh, is it yeah. that 200 inch box? They just look so impressive when they're wide. Especially running away. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Eastman's Elevated. It's like a think tank for outdoor activity. Sounds exactly like my hunting. Just always thinking about it, always trying to evolve it and make it better. Here's your host, Brian Barney. Hey, what's happening, guys? Got a brand new podcast for you. So this week is a live hunt. So this is a live high country hunt I did with my buddy Dan Heverin. Um, we did a week in the back country in this um, super extreme environment. Uh, it it was uh, everything I've dreamed of. Man, I just um, I, I love these big adventure hunts. There's just absolutely nothing like them. So it's a live hunt. Uh, the audio is pretty good throughout the the uh, first recording. We're in the truck. It's a little echoey, but that's kind of the nature of these live podcasts. So uh, let me know if you guys like these. I'll continue to do them on my hunts and release them to you guys. Uh, but it's just so authentic and so real and so in the moment. You can hear the excitement. Uh, you can hear the highs and the lows of the hunt. And uh, it's pretty cool to try to record uh, at least once a day and try to capture everything that went on. So uh, let me know if you like them. I got good feedback from that last one. Sounds like you guys liked it, even though, you know, like a little wind noise at times or whatever. You know, it's not perfect when it's in the field, but uh, I'm doing the best I can. And I think um, the audio is good on this one. I think you guys will enjoy it. And there's some great action in it. And uh, like I say, it was just... Uh, uh, a one in a million adventure. Um, man, I just can't get enough of these things. And uh, season kind of comes all at once and it's crammed in. And so uh, get this one out and then, um, you know, I'm, I'm back hunting or whatever, trying to, to get into some elk and get some close encounters. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. We'll get right into it. I uh, just want to thank my sponsors for today's show. I want to thank Sig Sauer Optics. So uh, actually, the first recording on this, um, I have a pair of these image stabilizing binos that I give my buddy Dan. And so he has experience with them during this trip. I recorded it at the end, but I'm going to play it at the beginning uh, so you can hear his thoughts on these range finding bi or on these uh, uh, image stabilization binos. They've just been a game changer. Like, uh, uh, you know, I wasn't sure about them when I first got them, and the more I use them, just the more animals I'm able to pick out. You come up to a windy ridge, and it's stable, and I'll, I'll let Dan talk about them, and we'll kind of describe them, but just a great product by Sig Sauer Optics. I also love their standard binos. Uh, I, I run their 11 by 45s, uh, run their 15 by 56s. Uh, their spotting scope is amazing. The 27 by 55 by 80 mil uh, objective lens. Uh, and these these big mule deer hunts, it's just tough to get away without a scope. A scope just keeps track of them. You can glass distant terrain uh, and field judging, being able to tell if it's the buck you want to go for or not. So uh, they're an absolute must on these mule deer hunts, and I do pack them on the majority of my elk hunts too, uh, just to make sure it's the bull that I want to go after. So uh, great glass in there, uh, competes with all the high end for a mid-range price. Um, just so impressed with what Sig Sauer is coming out with. Uh, and I do have a new rangefinder. I believe they have the best rangefinders on the market. So um, let me grab this box. Okay, the new rangefinder I'm running is the Kilo 5K. It's a 7x25 uh, rangefinder. It's a handheld. 
Um, it it's uh it's wild. The optics in it are so clear and crisp. It's got a powerful laser. Um, you can shoot last target, first target, best target. I've found that best target is the best setting for this rangefinder. Uh, it'll do uh, uh, angle compensation for us bow hunters. Seems to be right on with my bow. And then it also carries the BDX system, which will talk to uh, your rifle scope, to the app on your phone to tell you the exact hold in your rifle scope. So really cool products by Sig Sauer. Um, just really excited to be partnered with this company. And if you're in the market for any new optics, uh, make sure to check out Sig Sauer. Over there at Eastman's, we've got uh, some new Beyond the Grids that are hitting the internet. You can search YouTube for Eastman's Hunting TV. Um, you can also catch us on the Outdoor Channel, set your DVR. Uh, Eastman's, she's uh, drawing a blank. Uh, Hunt, Eastman's Hunting TV as well on there, I believe, and um, set your DVR for that. Some good episodes coming out. Check out uh, Tag Hub, our internet research tool, and... Um, the magazines, Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal, Eastman's Hunting Journal. Uh, love writing articles in there um, to, to help you guys become better Western hunters. And, um, man, with that, let's get into this live podcast. So, first segment is um, Dan talking about the Sig Sauer uh, range finding binos. Uh, and then we get right into it, uh, truck recording on the way down, and then all the other ones are in the field. Um, so it's great action. It's a super adventure and uh, really fun to capture, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, my buddy Dan Havern, Eastman's Elevated. I'm your host, Brian Barney. Here we go. All right, so up here with my good buddy Dan, we've put together this live podcast. And so, um, dude, I've got a pair of these Sig Sauer <laughs> Uh, image stabilizing binos to give you um so these things are crazy you've had experience with them this trip yeah actually i've uh played with them twice now we played with them in hawaii um which i kind of made fun of you for a little while on. right and then uh, uh didn't use them too much but you know look through and played with them a little bit over there pretty cool and then get up here in the mountains like you know huge distance and then you know, crazy terrain you're st standing on and i run like I mean, I, I don't want to throw names out there. I run super high dollar glass and then uh, grabbing yours and I, like throughout the hunt, I'm like constantly going, hey, let me let me borrow that 15 or that set that uh, that 10 power. Let me look, <laughs> look through it. So I don't have to pull out my uh, my tripod all the time and tripod my binos. They're just just super simple, extremely lightweight. That just kind of blows my mind. Dude, they're a game changer, but, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I was just like, I can see a deer, but I, Brian's like, yeah, dude, it's a nice four. I'm like, ah, it's a frame of a deer. Like, give me a second to get my scope on it. And then I'd hand you those binos <laughs> yeah, and you'd be able binos. to see them. Yeah, it was crazy. So yeah, um, kind of funny. They're kind of goofy looking binos, but holy crap, they're a game changer. Just amazing. Uh, like I said, super light, uh, super easy to use. And the detail you get out of them is just next level. It's unbelievable. It just doesn't move. The no, image just stabilizes <laughs> and you can see. I think they're a major advantage. Yep, yep. And and I wasn't so sure about them when I got them either. And I'm a lover of good glass. Yeah, like yeah. I love good glass. 
but it's just using these things, having them stable like this. And they're good glass in there, too. You can see really well through oh, these yeah, binos. Yeah. You know, but just having that image stabilization is such a oh, game changer. Yeah. Like I said, it saves you. You wouldn't have to bring your tripod. I mean, when you're going on these light stocks and you're in close and you're looking in these trees and bushes like we're doing on these really high country or high mountain bucks, you want to get in there tight and you're like, you're looking for an ear flicker or a piece of velvet or just something and you're shaking, you're exhausted. And then all of a sudden you flip the on switch and you're like, oh, hey, there he is. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just super strange to me. But yeah. yeah, I've never used a pair until now. And it's just, it is fun, man. It's, it's a great time. And anything that gives you an advantage or helps, it's just, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Well, dude, I got a pair for you. Yeah, so batteries dude, last like crazy. the entire hunt, about a 10 day hunt. Yeah. You got to remember to turn them off. So there's a couple of quirks, you know, oh, yeah, you got to get used <laughs> yeah. to, but yeah, man, they're a game changer. Oh, I believe in them wholeheartedly yeah. now. I just love them. So yeah, I've got an extra pair of the 10 by 32s. They also have like a pair of 15 by 45s or something like that. Okay. Uh, but I have an extra pair of those 10 by. Yeah, I'm dude, get, I really get appreciate set. it. That's, that's so killer. Yep. Anything that helps. That's so freaking cool. Yep. My pleasure. Dude. <laughs> All right. Um, well, yeah, uh, I think six hours, the only people doing it and I can't yeah, wait to I've, see how they progress this technology. I was going to say, I've never seen a set before. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I want to use them for elk season, for antelope, for everything. I mean, they're just like I said, game changer. They're a game changer. Yeah. yeah. Man. My 10 pounds, or you know, they're not my glasses and 10 pounds, but you know what I mean? Those chests, you know, when you got all that weight on your chest all day, and all of a sudden I'm grabbing yours, going, well, you know, two fingers, your thumb and a finger, and you're holding them, and you're just like, holy crap, they're stable. I know, they're so killer. <laughs> yeah, it, so. it feels like cheating a little, but yeah, it does. It's badass. It does. <laughs> it's like you do have to draw a line between technology <laughs> advances yeah. and like what you're going to do, but um, I, I think image stabilizing binos are fine for yep. me and my uh, ethics and morals, but yeah, they are like uh they're a they're a bit of an advantage for well, sure I, I think it's going to allow a guy to glass a lot longer instead of getting that eye fatigue you know i think it's just going to be so much easier on a guy mm -hmm. so. and i can't wait to see if they start doing spotting scopes oh, or start doing man. like a 20 power uh binos or oh. just where they're going to take this technology yep. i can't yep. wait to see it but yeah uh anyways you got to set them no so. i appreciate it man yep. that is so killer no worries my pleasure Okay, new live recording. So I'm with my good buddy Dan Hammond. Uh, we go hunting a bunch together, and uh, we're headed down on one of our most anticipated hunts, so high country mule deer hunt. Um, in the gnarliest country, the lower 48 has to offer. It's pretty brutal, isn't it? Oh, man, highest elevation we do. Most extreme terrain and a ton of miles. So, yeah, it's a, it's a huge go for us, and it's just full of lightning just every single time you can just count on that so yeah it's going to be quite the adventure to start out my season really yeah it's like one of these hunts it's probably the most extreme hunt we do in one of the most extreme places we go like this one you almost get a little bit nervous for you know i do yeah the other ones you know you get excitement and everything for you just kind of jittery and ready to go this one is like i have this little pit in my stomach you're just like oh my gosh i've been up here uh, a few years ago with you, and I ended up getting so sick that I had, I had to drop down in elevation and kind of recover. But, yeah, it's just it's a brutal place, and it's just full of challenges. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but just, you know, driving down here just a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. It's, um, it's also the fun of time. It is. Yeah, it is. is what all the hard yeah. work's for. This yeah. is what uh, all the training miles and shooting and to go challenge yourself in this extreme country. And if there's one place where you can find a giant, like some of the biggest bucks yeah. I've ever seen are in this place. Yeah, every time. Yeah, huge velvet monsters up here, just 
super high up, just living up in like what we used to call the salad bar in a really green year, just the most beautiful place on earth, basically, and it's just, it's incredible. Big risks involved, you know, a lot of miles, a lot of elevation, you know, but the rewards are just tremendous. I mean, it can be the best, the best of the best right now, so. Steep terrain, cliffy is all good out. Yeah. Guys yeah. got to... Uh, watch his P's and Q's in this country. But, yeah, I mean, one of my biggest deer came from this spot. It is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we've seen some oh, really true, true giants up here. So it's, the opportunity's there. you just got to be patient and uh, go for the right buck and find him, you know. But he is up here. Yeah, well, one of your biggest bucks came from Yeah, oh, well, yeah. 190 inch. Yeah, just a giant deer. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, gosh, I was close to killing one in here that I swear went 
you know, just a, a lot of that. So yeah. it, it's a good challenge, though. We love it. It's going to be a great trip. Uh, really looking forward to it. You know how it is. You're just so excited. Got really high hopes. It's um, the best. But it is. It's a it's a great experience. It's just it's just yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. A good way for me to start out the the real uh, archery season here. You know. So it's yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's the ultimate, dude. It's so extreme, but. Um, Good way to test yourself just right out the gate, oh, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's going to be a test for sure. Um, sitting good on gas, uh, half tank or so. Yeah, we got just over half. Pretty gas station top of the hill. That's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I think this one's new here. I don't yeah. remember that one. No, it looks weird. Yeah. But yeah, we're about, um, I think we're we're more than halfway. Yeah, now. we're more than half. I think we got five and a half, maybe six hours left to go. But looking at the train, I mean, we're... We're even pretty low here compared, and it is green. Oh, my gosh. Like, this is desert terrain. Most of the time, this is burnt off. This is the greenest I've ever seen. Oh, man. Well, I mean, us coming from Montana is just, Montana is on fire. Like, it's bad. Yeah, it is bad. So, coming down here, it's like, oh, you can actually see more than a half a mile. <laughs> yeah, it is going to be great. Yeah, it looks good. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good trip. Yeah. Hopefully, like, um. You know, I've hunted this place with uh, low numbers after the last winter. We're really hoping it, it recovered, mm -hmm. and there's more bucks in this country. The last time I hunted it, um, you know, I did find a giant buck. I ended up killing a buck, but I think I saw 12 bucks for the trip, which was pretty low for In this comparison, area. yeah. But, like, the first time we hunted this place, and it's been a lot of years since we first hunted I think the first time we hunted it together was 2010. Eight, and, eight uh, or ten, yeah. Yeah, when we came down, uh, it was a green year. Yes. And they had had a lot of moisture, so I think I think they had a lot of moisture early this year, and now we've had moisture in August. Like it might be one of those years, but I remember that year half the bucks had extras, yes. stickers and yep. kickers, and you know that's rare for a mule deer. Big blade at times. Yeah, yeah. they just oh, look gosh. they look so healthy. And the bucks we ended up killing, we both tagged out that year on really good bucks. They had so much fat on them. They were just as healthy as they could possibly be. It was great. And there was a lot of deer up there. Yeah. It actually, the challenge was not finding the deer. The challenge was is trying to get, you know, get through the deer to get, get to the buck that you wanted to hunt because there were so many eyes and so many deer up here. So kind of hoping for that kind of scenario because that just makes it fun. You can kind of be a little bit more picky. Um, but we'll take, we'll take what we can get. There's sheep right there. See that? Oh, yeah, there is. Yep. Oh, I think they're like game sheep though. Oh, there's that brown one up with the black and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was thinking they were big horns yeah. at first when I first saw them, but I don't think they are. Cool spot though. Yeah. Yeah, cool terrain. Even driving down here is a cool drive. Oh man, just the coolest. It's a super adventure in the lower 48. Like I say, our most anticipated hunt, one that makes both Dan and I a little bit nervous, which is good. It's uh, yeah. It's it's the ultimate challenge in this place, and at high elevation. The climbs are just so much tougher. I mean, you look at a 400-foot elevation climb or a 800-foot elevation climb that I'd run up at home, but at that high elevation, um, you know, it, it takes grit to make it to the top. Yeah, you gotta you got to hunt this intelligently. I mean, you got to be smart. Every decision you make is going to count, you know. Um, having those big that big weight on your shoulders, getting into country and not blowing yourself up before you even start the hunt, really. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you just got to be smart, take your time, plan it correctly, and... I guess try not to rush. You get in the country, get set up, then it's like, what what do I need for the day? And, you know, the lightning, thunder, snow, rain, whatever you got. So it's like you kind of want a lot of your gear with you at all times, but at the same time, our always, always, always uh, focus is trying to go light. Yep. And it's just, it's always a challenge for us. So this, this hunt, though, we're so many miles in 
a guy goes down or a guy gets hurt or, or whatever, you, you do kill a buck back in this country. I mean, it is a commitment to get out. So it's like, holy cow. You just got everything you do has got to be pretty smart. Yeah, calculated for sure. Yeah. Well, and also uh, acclimating, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And, and I'm not opposed, you know, I don't know what our plan is today or how hard it's going to be raining, but going in a different way, you know, we don't know how many miles it's going to be. I mean, we've got an estimate of what it's going to be yeah. like. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we may have to camp halfway in yep. and spend the night there and then make it the rest of the way where we want to make camp. We don't want to overexert ourselves the first day in. And a lot of times we make it down to uh, high elevation and we sleep at 10, 11,000 feet on a pass or something like that. We didn't get that last night. Right. Yeah. yeah we ended up sleeping in, like, just out of Salt Lake last night. Yeah. Um, you probably slept at six, seven thousand feet of elevation or something like that, but we just got to be careful and calculated and make sure we plan this one ride. But man, I'm pumped. Here we go. Yeah, hydrate and eat and just yeah. Once we get in there, get camp set up, we're good to go. Yep. I mean that's that's the thing. Then we can push as hard as we want. Just get in there, get the weight off, and get set up. We'll be we'll be man, just excited to find some big bucks. Holy cow. Yep. It's gonna be a good trip. Absolutely. So. All right, well, um, we'll we'll continue to check in, try to do a live podcast that uh, so we can kind of uh, like a daily uh, or maybe twice a day type yep, of thing, maybe. I think so. Okay, yep. Check in and um, keep people up to date. So the, you know, the audio is not always going to be perfect. We're going to have wind right now. We're riding in a truck, but uh, try to capture the authenticity of the hunt, you know, and the excitement of it. So the ups and downs. Yeah, you know, that it's going to be both. It's going to be both. Yeah, <laughs> we'll try to turn it on when we're at both points. Yeah, you know, at the ups and at the downs. Oh yeah. You know, uh, to try to capture. But uh, yeah, man. Well, we'll keep cruising and uh, hopefully get our packs on here in a bit. Start cruising in. Huh? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Right. Hey, live podcast check in. God damn, I forgot how to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> oh man, it was a grind. Um, so we um, camped out last night. Uh, we just got to the trailhead really late. We were there about six thirty. By the time we had to turn around, and uh, yeah. the, there was a road closure, and so it just took us longer to get here than we thought it should. And it was just torrential downpour. <laughs> just I yeah. Mean, it was wet. Everything yeah. was soaked, and it's like, what do you do? We still had to organize our packs. We still, I mean. We still had 45 minutes worth of putting things together, and it's not like you can do that inside the truck. So it's yeah. like, all right, um, should we set up the teepee and do it inside that? I mean, if we do that, then we're just going to spend the night. So, I mean, we had a lot of theories last night, and I think we made the right choice. Yeah. Well, and also, like, to to go out and get all our stuff wet and not have any place to dry off and then wet again today. Because yeah. today we left early in the morning and it was a torrential downpour yeah. this morning. I mean, it rained as hard as, like, it reminded me of where I come from in, <laughs> in Washington or the Olympic Peninsula that gets 200 inches of rain a year. It was pouring. Well, water just literally running down the trail. I mean, running down. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. Like white water down the trail. <laughs> <laughs> it was. So it was gnarly. We started off in our rain gear. Uh, eventually, after a couple hours, it kind of cleared off, but I, I think we had seven hours to get to where we're at right now yeah, I think seven, maybe seven. maybe even eight with her a lunch nap oh man yeah and that was that was necessary though for this guy uh yeah it was, it's just a long push a lot of miles it's uh super high elevation just oh my gosh we don't crash that often no. like i see people no. well i mean 
there's guys that aren't used to it that stop and instantly they're asleep. And usually I'm not that guy. No, never. But we had so much exertion today. <laughs> and our packs are so heavy, you know. We got camera gear. Mm-hmm. We got spotting scope. We got, you know, a bunch of days worth of gear so we can stay in here and food and stuff of that nature. Um, and then we filled up our water early because we weren't sure where we were going to hit it again. Yeah. So, I mean, we were all a 50 pounds coming in, which yeah, is heavy for you and I. Super heavy. Plus, the you know, the downpour, the water soaks into your pack. I mean, it does. It gets your pack wet. I mean, the tent that I had on the back of my pack was, it should be what? Three pounds. Maybe. And oh, yeah, less because I got the post. It should be around two pounds. Two pounds. And it was, it was a lot more than that. It was all it a six or seven. <laughs> I took it off the like... pack. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it just got drenched last night. We had to pick up camp in the in the rain and then head in. But you, you know, you just don't, not sure what kind of challenges you're going to face. You just um, got to face them head on. And so we're in here now. We're in a good ridge line. We're in between two basins. Hey, I almost shot a buck this morning. You actually. did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it's crazy. We were yeah. walking through the Aspen Forest. Yeah. And usually, me and Dan don't get lucky. Like we don't. I mean, we get lucky. Don't get me wrong. But. I'd never kill anything still hunting. No, we don't walk upon something. Yeah. Usually know. it's glass it up, make yeah. a move, try to kill it. Right. But we walked through miles of Aspen. <laughs> it seemed like it was yeah. never ending. It was crazy. Yeah. And um, what? We got a couple miles back in there. Mm-hmm. And I stopped to take a break, you know, or uh, just stopped walking for a second. And I looked up and I could see this velvet rack (laughs) in bow range right above us. Yeah, exactly. You're like, dude, there's a buck. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Sure there is. Like, (laughs) there's never a buck off the trail. (laughs) What are you talking about? And yeah, (laughs) sure enough, it was. We dropped our packs and ended up making a play on them. Got really close. Oh, man. And actually, he was running with three or four other ones. And I had the opportunity to shoot every single one of those other bucks. Yep. Like inside 40 yards. Yep. And the one looked pretty nice. He was outside his ears. Yeah, he, he just, was a good one. He just wasn't, you know, a great big one or anything. But yeah. he was a really good medium. But yeah. first day hiking in, you passed him. I thought it was a really good pass for this yeah. country. You just never know what you're going to see. Yeah, maybe it was the worst decision I've ever made. I don't know. I'll have to tell you in eight days. I mean, I don't, I don't know yet. But uh, it was fun. Got in bow yeah. range on a bunch of bucks and made a cool play with all of our rain gear on just in through the Aspens. Well, yeah, it was fun. It was Pouring down rain. Yeah, the, the big buck that we wanted to shoot, we had him at first, and we played it really good. Yeah. We played it really patient. We didn't pop up and expose ourselves to that buck. But I was able to come up with a tree in between me and his head so I could see if you could get a shot on his body and try mm-hmm. to get a range. And um, you couldn't. Eventually, they, they, didn't, they just kind of moved off, but we just kept with him. And then there was a hard horn. They kind of uh, was looking down in our direction, and we just froze. We didn't make any moves. Ten minutes in the pouring rain, fifteen minutes yep. in the pouring rain. Then they forgot about us, and they kept yep, feeding exactly. out. And I think what happened is, is the big buck that you wanted to shoot that was like around a hundred and seventy inch deer, maybe yep. high one sixties, big backs, heavy, like just a gorgeous mule deer. I think he went left, and then three bucks went right exactly. because there was more bucks than those three. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So, and we ended up just kind of going with the ones that we could keep our eyes on, not knowing if it was the big one or not. But those were the bucks that we had the best play on. We could keep our eyes on them, and then we were close to in bow range. So it's like we just went for it and got close. Like I said, had opportunity. I mean, really, I didn't draw my bow back, but I had an arrow knocked, ready to go. I think you could have shot any of those yep. three bucks at yep. one point or another, well, don't one you? Was at thirty-seven yards? I yeah, mean, it was like that thing. That buck should have died. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it got pretty exciting hiking in, but yeah, just an absolute grind. I mean, a lot of the spots we hunt take three, four hours. Heck, I can do a marathon in three hours. Yeah. And today we had a seven-hour push. 
it and, was and we went for it man. yeah it's not like we stopped all the time no. I mean, we freaking pushed and pushed and pushed about three thousand feet of elevation gain and what gets you is just those 50 pound packs everything on us is wet uh, and then the elevation, you know, where we're at now, you know, we're 11,000 feet right now. I know. I was looking at Onyx and I, you know, we had a trail. I even drew the trail coming in here just to count miles and stuff. And so I kind of had that saved on my Onyx and started going like two, three hours in after we played on those bucks. So I'm like, man, we made it quite a ways. Look at my phone and it moved like half an inch across the screen. I'm like, are you joking me? Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, all we win. It was slow. It was slow. I mean, a yeah. mile a mile to two miles an hour on a good trail. Right, like almost every step coming in, you're you take a step, you'd slide like that's true you too. You know, you're sliding yeah. back at almost every single step because yeah. of the the mud and the slippery. So, I yeah. mean, it's just a battle. It's a, but it is a lot of miles in here. Yeah, like, holy crap. Yeah, I wouldn't shoot an elk back here. No, but uh, muley buck for sure. But you're you're committed on a on a muley buck even. Yeah. I mean, We're holy way cow. in the heck back in here. Yeah. We did lay his eyes on our on our good drainage. Right now it's just fogging up on us again, which usually yeah. fog in this country means rain. So we, we might we do have two decent bucks right across from us right now, actually. Yeah. The one he kind of trips you up because he's pretty wide. I know he's mm-hmm. a younger buck. He is he's way outside buck. his ears. He's way outside his ears. He's a four by. Yep. I mean, that's a good buck. He's and his body's velvet. big too. He's got to be like, I don't think he's a three-year-old. I think he's a four-year-old. Yeah. I mean. He doesn't like, seem real heavy though, does he? No, he doesn't look heavy. Um, but it, it's cool because you know how big mule deer ears are, right? Yep. Like you said it before. It's like, look at his look at his ears and then look where he I mean, that's how you got to just break these deer down piece by piece. How long the head is, how big the ears are, look at his belly, look at his chest. I mean, really, really pick these things apart. Not just look at his horns and, and figure them out. I mean, look at the whole deer. And like I said, he's actually a pretty mature deer. Yep. But it, And his horns actually make his ears look pretty small. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, he's probably a little bit bigger than what I gave him. Good. I, I mean, like he that. probably is. Oh, dude, he might be a shooter for us tomorrow. Maybe, so. maybe. It's getting late now. It's like 4 or 5 o'clock. It's clouding in. We want to get up above us on this ridgeline. We gained three, 400 feet of elevation. We got to look at two drainages um, back and forth. So right. I, I think that's our move. We're just, um, we can't hike up there when it's all fogged in. We won't be able to see anything, but... Um, but at least we're back here. We got the miles yeah. off. We got our giant backpacks off of us finally. Um, we actually just made. Brian just made a. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah, pot of coffee. Pot of coffee. There it yeah. is. So yeah, we got everything kind of drying out and tense up, and just we're in here. So now we are in here, dude. Figured out from here. This is know? it's type two fun, man, and it takes next level exertion to be able to kill these bucks. I mean, you just got to put everything yeah. into it just to give yourself a chance, and there's still no guarantees. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, we got a pile of food. We've been dreaming about this place all year long. Like, um, man, it's it's game time for sure. So yeah, we'll um season was open today, but we'll um pine needles in my coffee. Yeah, I did, there was a little <laughs> extra in there for sure. Just yeah, a little extra yeah. mountain flavor. Yeah, but no, I think it's gonna be good. Like I said, uh green. It's green up up, up high, so that's really cool for us. Um It's crazy. There's water kinda everywhere running all over the place. So, yeah, we just have to give it time and move around a bunch and just get a ton of different vantage points and pick it apart i hope it's like we remember back in the day where there's bucks running everywhere you know i had a i had a tough season in here one year where i only saw 11 bucks but you know no matter what it is right now we just have to believe and cover country and get to these drainages and even if it's tough it doesn't change anything there's there's still going to be a few there's still going to be bucks around yeah you just gotta you know, I don't want to say settle for a smaller one, but kind of, you know, settle for a, a good one that that's up here right now. Yep. I mean. Yep. Cover country. Look at these drainages and 
um, yeah, eventually there'll be a good buck in them for sure. So. Yeah. No. Yep. Oh, it's super fun, dude. You're an absolute trooper. God dang it. That was a push today. <laughs> we, we've had a bunch of pushes yeah, together yeah. over oh, the yeah. years. Big time. But, um, yeah, that was a good one today. Um, I was definitely tired of carrying that stupid pack. Yeah, I know. I had that little pinch in my shoulder. Like, man, something's... I, get, I think I carried the weight right, but you know how it is. Just that many hours with that much weight. Mm-hmm. I don't care how well it rides. It's going to kind of mm-hmm. break you down a little bit, make you tired at least. Yep. But, yeah, it's cool to be in here. Like I said, we, we're going to wake up in the morning, and within five, ten minutes, we're glassing. Well, I mean, if not, right outside the tent. So, I mean, we're, we're sitting we're sitting really good. Yeah, we're sitting really good. And I do think the weather, I should, hopefully we have service somewhere. I can check the weather again, but I think it's supposed to be start really clearing off the next couple of days. Yeah, yeah, that's what you were telling me. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it looked pretty good. Right. You know, we might get some storms here or there, but um, at least mostly clear, because today was a downpour. Oh, man, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, wet. Yeah. Super wet. I can't believe we came across those bucks in that aspen forest <laughs> like that. Quite a few trails. We're seeing quite a few deer low, which yeah. is a good sign, which means, yeah. you know, there should be deer well, up. Well, we saw this. that other two does and the other small buck right before we started really gaining our elevation oh, right. on this last approach. That's right. They walked right down, what, 15 yards from us, really. Yep. yep. We just hung out and we just let them walk past us. Pretty cool to see. It was cool to see. All right. Well, that's it. We're going to... Um, Hopefully hop up to this vantage point. Um, but after that, catch some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee's good. Wake me up. Oh, and, um, yeah, we'll start again tomorrow. God, let's find a shooter. Get a stock. Yeah, start sending arrows. Yeah, cool. Okay, checking in. Grabbed our morning vantage point. It was really nice this morning. Nice and clear. Uh, pouring down rain now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a good look this morning. We've got a bunch of bucks located. One just super giant, and so yeah, I mean we got we got some good, some plays ahead of us, and just see what this fog and this rain does. But man, the fog rolled over and just immediate downpour. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's just coming down. I, in fact, I can't leave my phone out that long. Or get soaking wet, but we wanted to check in let you know so yeah we definitely found some bucks this morning one just hammer but he is living on the absolute top oh, feature of the mountain just surrounded by highest, cliffs the highest one around yeah but uh there's a bunch of deer on the other one we just we can just see a sliver of our like favorite base and we can see just like two sides of it and it's just got bucks on both sides so. what we spot over there four bucks and then the two on top and yeah. then the other single so seven bucks just in that drainage alone yeah just over there and like i said we haven't got a really good look at it no. yet so we feel like there's more bucks in this basin over to our right we went over there and instantly dan spotted four of them and one was just a hammer but he didn't have much for forks yeah it was just like huge frame super tall and it was heavy but then that's where it ended like there yeah. was no forks on him there's no nothing it's a two by three i think but big heavy bladed tines but uh not quite what we're looking for but yes one buck up here is just a hammer man i'd hunt him for the whole hunt try to kill him i mean um big forks wide light colored velvet huge body on him just i mean an absolute specimen of a mule deer yeah he's a great one so yeah we got options ahead of us there's some a kind of a goofy looking one he's kind of narrow but super tall across the way that's just nice and heavy and he's just kind of pretty cool looking buck that hard horn buck looked good over there yeah, too the hard one's probably the number one over there so far yep. just because he's a really legit four by you know yes a really good one so yeah 28 wide he looked real wide 
Man, when it rains up here, it rains. Well, we're trying to move our packs around, trying to find a thick tree to put our packs under or bows under. Just, I mean, everything just gets so soaked and it takes so long to dry anything out. Yep. Yep, we didn't bring in the stove for the teepee either. We went with the teepee no stove, <laughs> cut up, cut down on weight, which, I mean, I'm glad we did. We were heavy yeah, coming in yesterday. so heavy. But, but yeah, it's pretty cool to be up here. I mean, we're top of the world. We're 12,000 plus. I mean, we're... We're doing it. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. We're starving. We're going to grab some breakfast here. Usually <laughs> I don't even need to eat breakfast, but we're just burning oh, so many yeah. calories. Yeah. Body's just craving it. But we had a good dinner last night. And I'm sure this rainstorm will clear and hopefully give us a chance at this buck or, or other ones. We're thinking we may hang our camp here and may stay another day before we move over to the money basin. But I don't know. We may move over the money basin, and I may track back over here, or vice versa. Stay here, and I track. I mean, like I said, it doesn't really matter. If uh -oh. a guy goes with just the light pack, you can cruise country. I oh. could be over there in 20 minutes. I know yeah, I yeah. could be. Yeah. So we got water we can grab off the yeah. hill because I think we're down to about 10 ounces, huh? Yeah, that's we're all. You're gonna have to start drinking the water coming off your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> we're always running short on water. We just that's the last thing uh, we want to pack around uh, is water. Uh, just constantly, but we do have a creek we can side hill into over there. I saw. So, yeah. anyways, I better shut this off. It's absolutely coming down downpour here, but we'll keep you guys updated. All right. Okay, checking in here, middle of the day. So we rode out that storm, um, just kept my eyes on that buck, waiting for him to get to a good spot. He got to a decent spot. He's just so high up the mountain up there. And not that that matters. I mean, I'd walk up and over that top of that thing, but right now my issue is the winds. It's yeah. just going every which direction. All over the place, man. Just like the sun comes out and you get your normal thermal, you think, and then within 10 minutes it's completely different directional. So it's just too much cloud cover and it's just you know all these storms coming and going things are starting to dry out it's just gonna be kind of crazy for a day or two until we get something consistent yep it's gonna be quality over quantity as far as stocks and i find a buck like that that i really want and i just want to make it count and make a high percentage play even if it takes days you know and um so it kept that i kept an eye on that buck till about one o'clock um maybe even two o'clock it's three now so is it yeah Oh no, sorry, that's um something else. I was gonna say that's like seems like it's way late. Okay, it's one twenty seven. Yeah, we watched him till about noon or so and um I just made the call that just the winds weren't gonna be right and so um my approach is maybe tonight if he feeds out and I get a downhill thermal, there is a pretty good approach there. Yep, there is yeah. like same elevation or just below him, there's like this set of rock cliffs that we could come up. Yep. and maybe get a play at him so just got to play this one smart but stoked got a really good buck located and um we saw other bucks this morning yeah. some other possible shooters and we kept going over the hill to chest check that back basin um you had seen the big two by three there this yep. morning yep. and um and what three three other deer was with that one mm -hmm. yep three other bucks and it's just this huge huge basin it's like so perfect for deer so we've just been taking turns it's kind of Oh, we've looked at it four or five times this morning at least. Yeah. Just kind of go over there, give it 15, 20 minutes, then come back, and it's just, you know, pick it apart. And on my last trip over there ended up turning out to be pretty good. And went over there, and uh, wherever you think the buck should be, here comes a buck that I've never seen before, and a couple other ones following it, and just turns out it's just another <laughs> megalod giant Colorado buck. So pretty pretty psyched on it. <laughs> oh, dude, that's what we're looking for. Uh, you said he had, like, a... A three-point frame on the one side, yeah. but a big hook cheater. And then the other side, 
is was like a like a giant white tail kind of giant white tail with four on top, right? Yep, four four on top. So yeah. instead of the G two breaking, they both come off the main beam, yep. but they're both like super tall, tined yep. right there. And they're all big, wide, and bladed, and just super mature deer. I mean, he just dwarfed the other bucks he was running with. Just the body on this thing was was huge. You can tell he's just an older buck. Just his main beams are giant. They went really wide and way out in front of him. I mean, just a really, really pretty buck. Really good one. Feel that wind downhill yeah. from our left from back over here. Yeah, that was a huge change all of a sudden. It's crazy. We'll sit here and we're keeping tabs on the wind and you'll have a consistent wind for maybe five minutes and then it totally switches directions. And it's actually came out of all four yep. directions yep. now. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah. So, so we, we made the right call. Yeah, but you held off making a play on that buck, Yeah, right? for now, yeah, he ended up walking. I watched him for 20 minutes probably and just took a few pictures of him and stuff and just kind of watched him. He ended up going to this big batch of timber, but you can see these buck trails going right into the timber. So it's like, you know, that's his secondary living or, you know, or his second bed of the day. It just it makes sense. It's still pretty high, well, really high elevation. Um, so the theory is, in my mind, is sit way back, be able to see that whole entire basin and just make sure he feeds back out. You know, patience is going to win this game up here. So I think even if I don't have a play tonight, let him feed out and just get eyes back on him. And if he's making a habit of doing this, then, I mean, I can I can get in there and cut him off. So there's some good plays ahead of us. I just got to be patient. Yeah, we're both in the same boat. It's it's so stupid. Like, uh, my buck right now, I can look from right where our tent is, and I can see him right now bedded in the opening, just yeah. this giant frame <laughs> on him. And um, he, he actually moved from the wide open into some rocks and stuff. There still isn't a great play on him right no. where he's at, but... Um, it's just like, I, I just been busted too many times by the wind. I'm just not going to make a mistake until I know that I definitely have the wind in my favor. I'm just not going all in on him. Yeah. He's just, he's such a giant deer back here that there's just no reason to even chance blowing him. I mean, no. I mean, if you got a really good play and you end up rolling a rock or something, that's one thing, but you don't want to play with the wind. Yeah, dude, that's exactly it. So well, yeah, we got we both got some good plays ahead of us. Like I said, right now we just we're both in the exact same position. The patience patience is gonna take it. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. But a couple really big deer. Ah, super slammers. And a bunch of other deer. I mean yeah. we ended up seeing man, both basins we had we're four, five, six bucks in each basin and yeah. then the far one. I don't know how many deer we saw over there this morning. And these are new drainages to yeah. us, too. Yep. I've traveled to this drainage one time. Okay. Um, looked over the top, but, um, yeah, no, this is prime Never time. hunted it before. No, not really. I've no. never put eyes over here before, except for on no. the on the map. But, yeah, yeah, this is really cool. It's it's the whole reason we hiked in from this other direction, just because we have to see this other side. So we're not even into our money spot yet. <laughs> right. It's pretty money right here, though. Yeah, no kidding. No reason to leave right now when we got some shooters. Oh, man, so exciting. Like, this is what you wait all year for, you know, and to have a, a buck like that, like a true specimen, yeah. like... um buck i'm chasing over here like yeah. the buck you're chasing i haven't seen him yet but yeah. you've looked at enough mule deer you're saying yeah. his body size was huge yeah. and when they get that older age class and they get that mass i mean um that that's what we're shooting yeah. for you they know? just stand out you know it's like that's a that's a real deal you know five six seven eight year old mule deer yeah. something like that i mean yeah. i'm not sure until you get a mage but yeah. definitely over the average just big old Giant. uh uh like uh a big old belly on them, and then their chest kind of hangs low. And giant deer, man. giant These deer, are huge. giant. 
it's gonna be like packing out in LA. <laughs> yeah, I know. From up here, it sure is. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, to be able to see this buck and have him walk out, because I've been, like I said, we've been glassing all morning. He came out of this sliver of trees where it's just they're so thick. I mean, it's only like you think ten yards wide, but it's sixty yards tall, and it's like if there's a deer in there, you're not gonna see it. It's just too thick. But all of a sudden, stand out and walk out and just put the scope on him, and holy cow, man! You, it takes about two seconds to realize he's a good one <laughs> yeah i spotted that one this morning through my binos yeah. i knew he was good before yeah. i could get anything else on him exactly. you just you just know yeah so that was yeah. pretty cool just seeing way cool a bunch of different deer around like yeah. every time we really look at something we find another deer somewhere so yep no it's gonna be fun when we start getting stocks it's gonna be real it's a good year in here for sure so yep Looks like we got another storm brewing right above us. It's getting dark. <laughs> We're 100% out of water right now. <laughs> yeah, we are. We, uh, we pooled together our water a little bit we had for a cup of coffee. And, and we're going to throw in the packs and walk down and go fill our water. I actually have I have two 100-ounce bladders. Oh, you have? Okay, Yeah, I got so it. after we fill that, like we'll be good, plus a couple yeah. of Nalgene's. Yeah, I got a couple of Nalgene's and that 90 or whatever I got. We, we'll have plenty of water. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good setup. We didn't know there was going to be water right over here. It's side-hilled from camp, really. Ten minutes away. Yeah, yeah. it's a piece of cake. It's money. So You going to bring your bow down there? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you don't walk anywhere without your bow in this no. country. At least one of us. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Got to have a bow. Yeah. Especially, uh, like, lately, we've been having deer walk into us, so you just <laughs> never know. We actually jumped a deer off this ridge this morning. Yeah, this I morning. saw it yep. jump. Yeah, I wasn't sure what it was, a doe or a buck, but... They're around. It's thick with deer. Great ear form. Yeah. Super green. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. When you spotted this group of bucks down here, how many do you think yeah. was in that? Six. 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 Yeah, six. They're all smaller ones. I see there's two that were just going in the trees when I finally, when I first saw them. So, I don't know what the two were, but the rest of them were just a small bachelor group. So, I'm expecting the other two just to be a small batchy group. Well, and we saw them go through the next patch of we timber. Did. And then we all, they were just all small. And we didn't see any bigs. Yeah. So, yeah. but we're sitting good. I mean, um, living the dream for sure we've oh, been waiting yeah. all year for this um so killer it's such extreme country i just i really think hunting this country it's like i i've always wanted to hunt sheep and goats and i did have the chance to hunt goats but this high country mule deer deal is just like the oh, coolest man. thing i've ever found <laughs> yeah. you know and, and we've been doing it you know got dang near 15 years together yeah. now yeah we have all the 12 years together and uh, every year we get so psyched for it. Yeah. It's like our most anticipated hunt. It's just so fun seeing and chasing these things. We're still hiking up to the friggin' top of the mountain still. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's the best vantage point, so you have to. Yeah. Pretty cool, man. Beautiful country in here. Yeah, dude, this is this is just awesome. It's just unreal. But Hopefully one of these big pricks will make a mistake and we can close the distance and make something happen capitalize yes yep, have it. to yeah it's sure. cool enough that if a guy gets a buck down i mean shit we can hang it in the trees and we're good for a week i mean we're yeah this is gonna be pretty cool we're super team effort everywhere we go so it's gonna be fun yep all right well i don't uh we're day two i guess hiked in yesterday right uh, so start losing track of days first real day of hunting so yeah yeah, yeah. okay well, we'll let you know how it goes. We're going to get some water and finish our coffee here. Okay, all day long. I think uh, this is the first time checking in. thought about doing one up there. Um, I was on that good buck again. and Gosh, we watched him all morning. And um, he went up and he just bedded in the middle of that bold basin. 
But I wanted to get my elevation and get up there and be able to make a play if you move somewhere. Gosh, I sat up there all day long. Great wind. Tried three different approaches, including like trying to kind of like scoot on my butt right at them and then freeze every time the bucks would look up. But man, it just wasn't a play. So ultimately, I backed out. So I spent six hours inside 200 yards on them. <laughs> but um, but well, yeah, so you had some decisions to make today, whether you wanted to go left or whether you wanted to go right. Yeah, exactly. I ended up watching a group of bucks feed over into the saddle of a place that we know pretty well. And then uh, what I... What I was really curious about is finding that big buck I found uh, the day before. Yeah. And I kind of knew where he would be there in the first basin that I've been watching, or he's going to be, of course, around the other side or over the top into the next basin. So I decided to go look for the big one and ended up going for quite a hike today <laughs> and made it into the next basin over there and ended up turning up a whole bunch of bucks over there. It sounds like you were close on him, huh? Yeah, I got like, in there uh, tight. Yeah. Um, it was a really nice four point you had still big bucks, still the king over there. huh? Yeah, I think he is just cause he's, he's just heavier. I think he's an older deer. Um, he's just weird. He's everything about him. Nothing really matches up. Like his fronts are different from each side. He's just got like two G twos. It looks like, you know, G two, G three on the one side. And then, um, on his, what I originally thought was a smaller side, just a three point, but it comes up. The G two has got to be 22 inches tall or so and it just looks like a baseball bat it like comes to a great big club up on top i mean it's just super crazy i was inside 100 yards on him today and just you know it's just still quite a poke and i ended up trying to get closer and they just fed away from me and just switching beds in the middle of the day like they do and i just wasn't quick enough to cut them off and i wasn't quick enough to trail them into the trees so i just had to back out and kind of let them do their thing and I just hate going after deer if I can't actually put them to bed or have eyes on them. I just hate going in the trees looking for, you know, looking to bump one. Yes. But, yeah, I ended up finding, I think there was a group of seven, maybe eight bucks I ended up finding. Uh, there was one that, of course, that I was chasing that was familiar to me, and then the other ones were all fresh bucks, so that was kind of cool. Dude, that's some action. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was few miles over there a few miles back tonight um, quite a bit of elevation but the weather was good today we had finally had just a perfect steady wind uh, so today was definitely a day to make a stock if we could just get one to hold still or get in the right spot such a nice day it wasn't even scary to get up on the peaks and ridge lines up no, there you know because it's just bluebird day we had some overcast roll in like mm -hmm. kind of middle of the day but after that it burned off bluebird just the rest of the day uphill thermals were incredible yep yeah, they lost a long time, and yeah, just it was steady, and I yeah, I trusted the wind really well today, so it was great. Yep. Just trying to figure out new terrain. It was a basin I've never been in before, so it's you know you you know crest the top, and you're like, man, what do we got to look at first, and how do you you don't want to get silhouetted, so you want to find some trees to come over the top and lay low and try to look as much country as you can while you know before it gets too late in the day. And I uh, got it kind of figured out, so more to learn over there. I'm kind of excited to get back over there. Dude, it helps to spend time in these basins. I know even today, you know, it's a learning curve for me. Like, um, that the the band of cliffs was like free solo of that thing. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> Kept getting steeper and steeper. And then yeah. when I came down, I got clipped out in the spot, had to backtrack. And then the spot I took was really loose as well. But not only that, but just uh, like getting in a basin. And as you start to travel it, you get to learn the ungulation and like where you're going to be hidden and where you can make approaches from. Mm -hmm. And um, 
yeah, today I, I didn't have much, but you know, just need them to feed into the right spot where I can use some of that ungulation to my advantage and go in and just, um, it feels good that those deer still don't know they're being hunted and, um, glassed up there tonight and, um, you know, made my way down the last hour. Wanted to do it in the light and it got down and he, he was still up there. Also didn't want to be up there for the winds to switch either. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I got close on mine. Um, I'm just happy I didn't spook anything. I know they're still right in there. So that's pretty cool. At least I didn't spook anything. They're like, they're still going to be fresh. They have no idea they're being hunted right now. So like I got back to camp and I was talking to Brian about like, man, when's the time where you just, you really want to be, you got to get really aggressive and there's times just not to be in. Once again, I just think today was not, you know, I just hate to bump anything. I'm trying to get that big one killed, and if I spook some of them, then he's going to be gone. So I'm just got to play it right. With that many eyes and that many, um, you know, ears and noses and things, you just don't get away with much. I was hunting a big group in Nevada, like 12 bucks, and I got pretty aggressive, aggressive on them, you know, mm -hmm. and gosh, it just didn't pan out for me. You know, yeah. it was like ended up bumping them, you know, or... Um, it's just like one can catch you so easy. So I think you played it right, man. Yeah, I just maybe tomorrow they'll they'll split up or I mean something. I can catch them in a better spot or I can cut them off. I mean, there's this point that just they love to bed and I just it's just so thick of timber and it's it's like a knife point and it kind of comes down to this bench and it's just it's cool but it's just so thick that I mean there's just no, even in a helicopter I don't think you could look down in there and see them. It's so thick so. I just got to get there earlier. I got a plan on how to set myself up with a correct win. Because I, obviously I know where they're going to go bed. <laughs> Whether they're on one side, in one base or another, it seems like they keep bedding in the same spot or close to it. They keep going to the ridge to the timber, right? Right. So that timber. That's what I'm wondering. If I can get over there a little bit, even just an hour earlier than I did today is all. And then uh, get that win right. And then try to find them, of course. And then... Um, if I get a play on them, that's great. If not, I know where they're going to head. So if I can kind of set the trap. Yeah, start playing that game over there now that you know what they're doing. Yeah, so if I can just put myself in the right situation and see if I can get a shot on them while they're cruising through or cruising to their next bed. So I got a couple ideas. I took some pictures of the country over there today, and I looked on Onyx, and I, I made a bunch of marks on Onyx today, actually, of kind of where this one boulder is that just kind of overlooks it, and it's a really cool little like a bowl or like a mini bowl in there that's they almost have to walk through it you know to get to where their bed is so i don't know i just i got some thinking to do tonight and try to make a plan yeah try to arrow buck right yeah yeah it shouldn't be this hard but sometimes it is it's oh. just big country and it's just 100 percent go and just tons of effort and miles and it's just like holy crap yeah no i know it I'm looking to climb one of these two peaks on my left or my right tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's gonna I'm happen. just uh, bagging peaks back here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> oh, God, man. there isn't a good play in that base, and you see why that buck's so old and mature, but there will be. He'll yeah. get in the right spot. And even today, it was just a matter of like some different angles, like a little bit further over. If I could have made it to the top, I think I could have got an approach on him yeah. coming down a chute. But play the cliff game that's fun yeah well I, the good thing is is i know i can make it between those two peaks um oh really you come come down that um well you can make it between those two peaks on that ridge line oh okay copy yeah yep, yep, yeah okay yep. traverse over there oh, okay yep. i see what you're saying yeah, yep. yeah. traverse because that's that is some steep up there that's, oh, man. that's big mountain there oh man <clears throat> but we'll keep after him hopefully we can get one um arrowed here 
one or two. Yes. Maybe tomorrow will be the day. We'll just have to play it, play it hard, and gosh, it'd be cool to send a text saying, hey, I got a buck down. You want to come give me a hand? And be like, no, I got a buck down. <laughs> we'll just see how it goes, uh, man. I would love to. It'll be a good day. We'll right see. On. We'll catch some Zs here. Back at it this morning. Uh, Dan took off pretty early. He glassed what he could see of that open basin and then headed over to where he got into those bucks yesterday, tried to get an earlier start. So I'm back on the vantage point, um, found my buck again. He moved higher on the mountain, if that's even possible. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's way up in a group of trees now. So just keeping an eye on him. There's still quite a bit of shade on this hillside. He bedded early today. I mean, yesterday he fed till 10 o'clock before he bedded. Today he, he was bedded like, I don't know, maybe... 45 minutes after light so there's a couple bucks on their feet now i'm just going to make sure they're not going to move beds i think i've got to go to the top of this peak i think i've got to go all the way around it and then up to the top as i got stuck yesterday i couldn't make the top of it the last few hundred feet um just because of my exposure to the box so gonna try to come over the top again they're not in the best place you know, maybe once I get up there, I'll be able to get close to where they can feed out and be able to get a shot, you know, this afternoon, evening. Um, but I just can't tell until I get up there. Or I just may end up hanging in a close proximity of them again and waiting for them to make a mistake. So I just got to I gotta keep playing the game here and, and uh, hopefully this buck slips up and um, gives me a chance. So i going to watch him here for a little bit longer. Till he beds in this this next spot and then um make my play so i'll uh i'll keep in touch with you guys and try to give you a uh, a quick snippet from the top of the hill when i get up there um, when i see if i got an approach or not so um just a riot i mean being able to be in this country and then chase a buck that i really want to shoot multiple days on them um has just been amazing so uh, just gotta gotta keep playing the game. Maybe he wins. Maybe I win. Who knows? But um, keep trying and keep putting forth the effort, and uh, hopefully something comes together. So um, over and out. Checking with you guys here soon. Okay. Oh, it's been a couple days since we've checked in. It's been action packed here. We've just been going so hard. So we're just making it back from a stock right now. Dan was going to shoot this real nice three by four we had. God, it was a good play at that thing. Yeah, it was. We got in nice and tight. We had great wind this morning. It was perfect. They were up high. We just had a really good downward thermal and just played it really, I mean, really good. Just those freaking grouse got the better of us again. Yeah, these bucks have been making their way to the trees as they're starting to move to secondary living. And so when we saw him in a good spot this morning and he bedded in the open, this hillside we're hunting is shaded till about... 10 o'clock 10 30 even yeah so we played the downhill thermals had a great approach great wind in the perfect spot and then jumped a couple grouse as we were getting close <laughs> and blew them up <laughs> the bucks stand up all we hear is three bucks walking across the hillside looking down at us it's like that wasn't us that was the freaking birds <laughs> oh man but, so yeah good good uh good go this morning so yep so yeah we definitely had action i've been chasing that big buck for the entire trip here and I got a really good play at him. Um, I had to I had to crest this this peak. Um, it's the one of the biggest peaks in here. It's thirteen something, 
and uh, came over the top and then just this sketchy stock down took me like a couple hours to make it through these steep rocks and things and got set up like close to his bed and you know you're not sure if he's still there if he moved off I saw one of the deer in his bed as I was closing in and stood up once and then bedded back down but you know a couple rocks rolled it's just so steep you know you can't help but roll a couple rocks here or there something kicks loose off your feet but they're used to it and as I sat there waiting for him to come out and feed I had to wait for like two hours where I didn't see him in the sun I set myself up in the cliffs really good and tried to set myself up where I'd be 60 or less where they'd come out to feed and I mean, there was still rocks rolling even as I was sitting there two hours waiting for them. So it's just like normal. Played it perfect. The The three deer fed out. The The smaller buck, he fed by me broadside. And, and I had to wait for like 45 minutes. And I'm kind of lean back off this rock and in these awkward positions trying not to let these deer see me. And I just have to be still as all get out. And I'm, you know... I'm trying to film this thing myself. I'm trying to shoot this buck. I'm trying not to get seen by the three deer. And I had to wait like another 30 minutes, 40 minutes with these deer in range before the big buck came out. And even after the big buck came out, I had to watch all the deer's heads. And I, I mean, I played it perfect. It was, um, you know, not moving when they were looking in my direction or close to me or when I could see their eyes, I wouldn't move. And so, I mean, I waited 10, 15 minutes to get a shot on this buck. And um, finally, he was down below me, and he was about ready to leave my shooting window, and I had a range on him down there. And I I had a range on him once at 52 broadside, but then the doe's head was looking kind of my direction, and so I never got a shot at him there at 52. I just waited. I just didn't want him to see me draw. And um, he fed around, and then he got to 42, and so I thought, well... I'm not even going to dial because I, you know, I've already got so much motion to turn on the camera, get a range, get my bow draw. So I didn't want to reach up and change my sight. So he was 52. So I thought, well, I'll shoot him off that next pin up, which should be 42. And I was just in such an awkward position there. I had him broadside. Finally, all the deer are looking away. I get drawn back. It's a weird side hill where I've got to really level my bow where it feels totally awkward. And I'm kind of sitting on this rock spun around and... Uh, my pin was moving for sure, executed my shot, and um, guy just, I grazed that buck high, top of his back, it actually caught him on the, on the back side, so the opposite side, the arrow slid down, and I mean, you're just talking the difference of a couple inches in killing that buck, especially with the downhill angle of that thing, but yeah, I just flat out missed him. Um, I know my pin didn't aim very good, it's definitely a makeable shot for me, you know, shot 10,000 arrows this year to try to get ready for that one shot and I, I just duffed it um you know there's not much I can say is it was pretty low here for the last couple of days for sure it's just um you know it's like what do you do you're you're in this beautiful place and chasing mule deer in the place you want it's like do you let that ruin the trip and you know it's made a lot of good shots this year it's just um I just missed that one and and man we all miss it's like um I haven't met a bow hunter yet that doesn't miss you know even the best of the best it just happens to all of us and so I just didn't think it was fair to not like um fill you guys in and you know the authenticity of the hunt and let you know how it went um it's embarrassing it hurts my ego you know but it it you know if you're not enough before a big buck you're not enough after a big buck and so you know he's a great buck I would have loved to kill him but I just wasn't good enough in the end and looking back what what I could have done different you know I, I don't know 
just steep in the rocks. It's just circumstance. There was a bunch of things that went on there. I mean, I was so stoved up from sitting there trying to be still, you know, not that, I mean, there's a million different excuses I could use, but the bottom line is, is I just missed him. And, um, I found the buck the next morning he's got a scar down his one side. There's no entrance and exit. There's just a scratch down his side. So, um, it was pretty healed up the next morning and I thought I was going to get a play out of him the next morning, but he just disappeared in the trees and now we haven't seen him for a couple days. So he's just gone, but yeah, definitely the buck I wanted. And, um, you know, it's like, uh, it's like with anything, even, you know, professional athletes, like you, you know, I love the Seahawks and Russell Wilson and that guy is so clutch and wins so many games in the end, or you take go Kobe Bryant, like, uh, um, won so many games in the end, you know, making that last shot, but they also miss some along the way. You know, you don't make every one and you don't win every Super Bowl. And so, like, it's not a matter of um, of missing and beating yourself up over it. And, um, I mean, you got two options. You either pick yourself up and you become better or you let it ruin you and crush you and you don't bow hunt anymore, you know. I know that's not me. It's something I love with every fiber of my being. So it's like um, I just got to be better. Just got to be better thinking about those moments and making sure I'm executing and doing the right thing. You know, it's like um, part of the reason we love it so much is it is so difficult and it's not a given. If I just killed every big animal I was after, you know, I'd probably get bored. So it's good to miss. Um, <laughs> but no, you just got to spin it and just got to use it for motivation. And I got a heck of a lot of season left. I've got elk hunting coming up and I've got the muley rut coming up and um, I've just got to be better and and um, go out and, and prove I've put in the work and I'm good enough. I mean, I know I'm a good bow hunter and I know I'm a good shot. It's just um, just what happened. I mean, I just missed that big buck I've been waiting for all year long or who, who knows, multiple years to try to get an opportunity. But like I say, either let it crush you or you get better because of it. And I, I think it's good. Like I think, um, you know, it hurts my ego or whatever, but I think it's good to share it too. I think like you know, a lot of guys just share their successes and don't share their failures or their misses or, you know, their downfalls. And so, like, um, I just thought, you know, I, I should share it with you guys and let you guys know it just happens to all of us. And, um, yeah, I just missed him. I just wasn't good enough. But, I mean, what a place to hunt. This place is so rugged, so majestic, so big. And, I like, I'm really proud of all the effort we put in. I'm really proud of like the stock that I made, being really patient on that buck, waiting for the right moment, uh, being really patient, like in the clutch when I had all four of those deer in bow range, I had the big buck in bow range, really waiting for the right time to draw. So there's like a lot of good takeaways. It's just that one shot that's the bad takeaway, you know, (laughs) you know, I hit that thing and I crush it and I'm a hero, you know, and, um, you know, a lot of times that's the way it goes for me, but you know, not this time. It just wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. And I wasn't good enough in that moment. And I just got to be better. And so like, man, just, it is what it is. It's, it's crushing when you put so much work into it, but, um, you know, it's just, uh, the, the failures are a prerequisite to success. And it's been that way my whole life, my whole bow hunting career. Like if you think that's the first buck I've ever missed, you know, you're dead wrong. Like (laughs) I've missed a lot of great animals over the years and I've messed up a lot of great opportunities over the years. But from that, you just get better and you learn more from your failures than you do your successes. You know, if you're that type of person and, um, you know, it's, it's this bow hunting is such a tough game. You're not going to fill every tag and you're not going to kill a giant every time out. Um, you just hope you're good enough. And when you do get those opportunities, but this time, I, this time around, I just wasn't. So, um, you know, I'm not going to let it ruin the trip. It's like, uh, it's this country that I just love to hunt. It's so extreme. It takes so much out of, out of you to 
just to try to hunt this place and make stocks and things. So, um, anyways, that's my story. I'm rambling on, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to share it with you guys and just share my thoughts on it and things. And so, um, you know, we all miss it just happens. And, um, you know, I, I, I probably could have shot a lesser buck on this trip. It was like that buck or nothing for me. Yeah. And, um, so even locating some other bucks and things, it was just like, it just doesn't do it for me quite like that buck <laughs> did, you know? And so, you know, I, I've shot enough, I've shot enough medium bucks and, um, especially in a place like this, it's like, I'm shooting for a giant or nothing. And so like, I'm, I'm happy with, with taking those results. And, you know, the one good takeaway is that that buck isn't hurt. He's not going to die. You know, I saw him the next day. He was feeding like a normal buck. He's just got a scratch down his side and, you know, maybe educated him where, where he'll make it through the season. You know, um, he's a big old mature buck and he doesn't deserve any kind of wounding or scratch on his side or anything, but I am happy that he'll live from that. And, um, you know, he's not wounded or dead somewhere where I can't find him. And so, um, just, just gotta be better in those moments, you know, um, that's just all there is to it. So sorry, Dan, I'm just rambling no, on. It's just think? my, just my thoughts on, on <laughs> life or whatever. It's, it's tough, isn't it? I hate the lows. Yeah. That's part of these, these type of hunts though. You get so many really high highs and a lot of lows and we've done so many of these together that it's this give a guy a minute or give a guy a day and shit, you bounce back. And I mean, we start, you know, we figure it out and there's always lessons to be learned and just, I don't know, it's just kind of more of an attitude up here. I was talking about that yesterday. I came back from just another really long day and just exhausted. It's like, holy crap, man. It's, you got to be in super shape back here, but it's, I think the biggest deal for us is uh, mental. And what we talked about a little bit yesterday, just like your mental toughness and just what your goals are back here. And just, you want to be a, a good partner back here and just kind of like happy for the other guy or, you know what I mean? Like keep the mood up and keep everybody excited to keep rallying and keep going and glassing hard and hiking hard. I mean, this place is huge. So it's, I mean, every day is like almost like a marathon, like again and again and again. So it's, it's a lot of work back here. Oh my gosh. It's so much work and, you know, you may only get one opportunity back here, a couple opportunities. Yeah. And yeah, you've it. been in action over in that basin over there chasing those bucks, but it's been tough. They've been almost secondary living over there in the timber, right? Yeah, so I, my plan was, so the first day over there, I went over there and I, I, I went up high just like you normally would. Get up high and, and glass it and kind of watch them bed. What, what happened was, is by the time the sun came up and you got a good wind they were starting to stand up from their first bed and their second bed was way low like 500 to 800 feet down in elevation down in the thick thick timber down like secondary living where you just don't have a play i mean i'm not going to go blind down there with a good wind or not blind in the thick trees i mean that's just not going to work for me it never has and so it's like my the next day which I think was probably yesterday, what, I had a really good plan, maybe the day before. Two days ago, yeah. Yeah, I had a really good plan is the wind is blowing down when I got over there early in the morning. I mean, I over there before 8 o'clock in the morning because I got three or three and a half miles to hike over there. And then, uh, so I was going to kind of meet them halfway. I was going to keep my distance away from them, but my wind is going down to where they their last bed usually is going to be. So my thought was is, go ahead and watch them bed in their first bed. If I can, if they're sitting there and I can have a play, I can always go up and around and, uh, or wait for them, get the wind right. Or I can even come in underneath and try to make a quick play on them. But my original plan was, is to cut them off, cut them, uh, this little rock outcropping had a perfect little scenario. The bucks, what I've watched them, they come right above the rock to bed and right below the rock into the trees to bed. So I thought if I position there and I just cut them off, 
before they went to that thick timber. Um, that was kind of my play. So I get over there, I get to my rock, I'm all excited. It's super early, I'm like freaking shivering, I'm cold because I'm just covered in sweat. So I'm taking off my pack and I'm putting on my puffball jacket. Then I'm just got the bat pack off and I set my bow down. I'm just grabbing my binoculars. I sit down on this little rock and I'm just starting to glass around. I pull the glass up to my eyes and I see movement like right there, right beside me. And I look over and it's that giant four point that I've been trying to chase. like inside 30 yards just already he's just bedding right in the tree line right before he goes down into the thick timber he's just bedded right there looking at me just totally messed up so you know try knocking an arrow and trying to get a quick range it just it just didn't come together for me he he ran down about 155 yards and stared at me and there's just nothing i could do i mean it was i mean my mistake there just i i mean i don't know it's just tough they they beat me they they won <laughs> and so the next day i think i just i had too much pressure in there i uh i went around and i just tried getting different angles into the trees and i was just i just pressured them too much over there i, I spent all day and just um, too much scent and too much noise and i just kind of ended up blowing that area up i think but it was good i think i had a good play i just like i said didn't execute they they beat me to the punch <laughs> yeah that just happens. They're tough to kill in this country. Just like that buck today. We had the perfect place, perfect wind, oh, perfect approach, perfect everything. Except for there was two grouse yeah. well, that just blew up right as we got in close. Well, a couple of years ago, we were hunting elk and we go into these trees and this big old giant bull comes walking right to us, right into our shooting lane. Just his nose is just getting into our shooting lane. Like we were both knocked up. Like we didn't care who was going to shoot this bull. And the squirrel runs up a tree right next to us and just starts blaring in the horn next to I remember Brian like trying to reach over and smack at the damn squirrel to shut up while that bull just sat there and stared at that squirrel just turned around and walked out of our lives I mean just just like this today those grouse jumped up in a tree just made all the noise in the on in the planet you know just blew out the entire basin there's nothing we can do oh man <laughs> yeah sometimes I mean you try to you try to hedge your bets and play everything right, and sometimes it's just circumstance that'll yeah. get you a deer you didn't see, or two grouse you didn't know were there, yeah. or a goddamn squirrel yipping at you <laughs> up in the tree. <laughs> yeah, but, everything's got their alert, and so I think other animals kind of pay attention to that. Definitely noise or you know a squeal like that. Something's in <laughs> something's in crisis mode, so. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't always work out. Good, we've good we've seen though. this place hunt better, but um, yeah. it was good. We were able to find bucks and able yep. to find a couple mature bucks and a um, lot, of, lot of smalls and mediums around for yeah. sure. But um, places looking like on the upside. They had a bad winter in 2017, 18, something like that. So like the last time in here, I think I saw 11 bucks total. So it was definitely better than that. It's not as good as we saw it back in the day, but... Yeah. Um, it's still a place that I want to come back and hunt, you know, it's, I love these drainages. I love this place. And yeah, I mean, it's just been an epic trip. I mean, um, mountaineering up through here, living in here with you and trying to go our separate ways, you know, has, has been killer trying to, trying to kill a buck working together at times. And then, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta ditch that goddamn camera too. It's too much. <laughs> I mean, trying to self film and all that stuff. Yeah. It's just like this added degree of difficulty. And when it's this buck that you really want, it's like messing around with trying to set up that camera and turn that thing on. You know, cameraman got, um, he had COVID a couple days before we came on this. So I had, I had plans to bring Tanner with me on in this place, but, um, he, he was just getting over it and we just couldn't risk it. And so, um, you know, he didn't come on the trip or whatever. So I tried to self film, but yeah, it's, I don't know I, if you could have had a cameraman on that stock you made on that big buck. I don't know if two guys yeah, that's true. would have done it. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if that would have worked either. You know, it's just... it, it, filming these hunts is very difficult, you know, and you, you have to be committed to the, 
to the film and capturing it on film. Yeah. And it's like when your importance is hunting the buck and trying to kill a buck, you, you definitely give up some trying to do yeah, that, absolutely. you know? Yeah. And so I just can't film every hunt. And I realized that in the past. And that's why most years it's like, I'll pick a couple hunts to film. Those ones I'm really committed to getting footage. And then the other ones I just go hunt because otherwise I'm going to lose my mind, you know, yeah. especially missing a buck like that. I'm pretty hungry to make something happen, you know, yeah. on a good quality animal, like, having an extra cameraman or trying to film myself it's just like it's just not going to work for everything you know it's like you think that's the goal or the dream is to film your hunts and sometimes it's just like it's more of a a curse than a blessing it, it is i'm very fortunate to be in the position i'm in and be able to film some of these hunts and share them with you guys and family and stuff so i'm not saying that it's just like sometimes i just get over it and right <laughs> yeah. now is one of those moments <laughs> yeah. it's like come on yeah, yeah and it's so much extra weight i mean your pack is twice as heavy as my pack is well you know? i think we're about the same you brought the scope <laughs> oh, this true. time we shared weight on things but yeah, yeah definitely five six pounds of camera doesn't help when you're trying oh, to go man. lightweight and it's like a lot of guys that are filming and not that this is anybody else but there's not very many guys that are figure, uh, filming, you know, public land no. backpack hunts with their bow and arrow. You know, it's like just because it's so difficult, like a lot of these things, you know, there's shortcuts to it. You know, whether you're hunting a ranch or whether you're, you know, and not to not to give in, you know, not to throw shade anywhere else or anything. But it's just there's not very many guys that are trying to do this, you know, which yeah, all public land is tough, man. There's a lot of hunters out there, a lot of people getting after it and people are hunting elk. And I mean, there's just a lot of action, a lot of a lot of things going on, you know, so it's it's tough. I mean, these basins, yeah, they're huge. But you, you can't have a guy hunting one side of the basin, another guy on the other side. What do you think is going to happen there? You'll blow the whole thing out in just a matter of minutes. I mean, it takes a huge mountain range to have really epic hunting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really does. These bucks come and go, you know, I mean, there will be one, like that great big one I was trying to hunt. I saw him in this one basin, and he was there the, that one evening, and I never once saw him there ever again. Mm -mm. I found him like two basins over because he was just traveling, just being a deer, not spooked, not nothing. Mm -mm. So, I mean, it takes so much country to have a, to be able to hunt these bucks. It does. So it's it's just tough, you know. We're not we're not outfitted. We're just kind of figuring out on ourselves. Well, and there's um, you know, public lands getting tougher and tougher too. It when is, we yeah. first started, it wasn't as popular. You yep. know, there's there's more guys that are that are out going hard. It's the information day and age, and we just got to keep evolving with it. Keep mm -hmm. finding there's still great hunting out there. Oh, yeah. There's great hunting spots. There's great deer and elk to be had. But you got to work really hard at it. You gotta want it. You know, yeah. it's like the grind we did on this hunt. I mean, I look at this peak that I had to. Climb to get that stock on that deal i mean there's a jar up there that you sign your name just for climbing to the top of that thing you know and congratulations I, yeah, you made it. yeah it's like uh you know people are, are uh peak grabbing that thing you know and that was just part of my stock and that was just one day uh yeah. you know a week-long hunt you know and yeah. in through here chasing stuff around i know i mean your effort to get over to that basin every day you had three miles over there three miles back every single day so an extra six miles not to mention the hunting and climbing yeah, that you did yeah, you know it's exactly. brutal yeah it's, it's a lot it's a lot you gotta want it and and mm -hmm. even wanting it a bunch isn't enough. You still got to make your shots. You still got to be clutch in the moment. You got to make good stocks. It's just, um, and it's really difficult. These these deer, you know, they're they uh, pretty much, um, they live to survive, to live another day. And it's their life on the line to be able to pick up danger, you know, mm -hmm. approaching from wherever it is. Um, so it's like, um, 
man, they are not easy to get in close to. They are not easy to kill, any of these bucks. There's so much effort. That's a huge part. I mean, I think everybody talks about how much effort it is. But, I mean, you get back to camp, and you're all sweated up, and you're trying to recover, get some food and water in you, and all you're doing is theorizing the next morning or the next day or what you could have done or what would this, what would that peak, what, what would, what advantage would that give me if I, if I glassed it from over here? Would I be closer to them? Would I be, be able to see them in their secondary bed? I mean, I mean, there's just so much going on. It's, it's like I was telling you, it's just such a mental game up here. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It is. And we definitely should be coming out of here with a buck or two, but um, yeah, it wasn't meant to be this year. We put in good effort, um, gave it hell and, and um had a great hunt, great adventure, but yeah, we're just back at camp now. Just made that stock. Um, I'm, I'm about out of food here. We're we're just down to the end of our days, and we've got these things chased around and in the yeah. timber so bad. Uh, I haven't seen that big buck for a couple days. So, um, you know, for me, God dang it, I, I think that's it. I think we um, we roll up and make it out of here. Um, we might kill one in the aspen yeah. patch on the we way got, home. We got close yeah. on the way up. So yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be looking like crazy all the way yeah. down. Yeah, we'll hunt our way down, and we got. 10 miles or more aspen to walk through so god we'll have a long ways <laughs> yeah, to go exactly. so i'm well, i'm at least down 10 pounds so a cheeseburger and a, and a cold beer sounds perfect for this guy yeah i mean you just can't get in enough calories up here mountaineering i'm sure i'm getting pretty skinny as well but yeah yeah definitely gonna indulge when we get out of mm -hmm. here and grab a cheeseburger man it's a great adventure you're just a great partner to hunt with and um you're a great hunter a great shot um you know it's just fun to be up here with you and share this hunt with you and um you know i wish we were coming out of here with um two bucks like we did you know like back in 2009 2010 when we came in out of here we came out of here with two great big bucks that we yeah. had killed yeah we've done it before 180 190 got it was just perfect on that one you know <laughs> perfect shots and, yeah. um you know here we are you know 11 12 years later and um coming out of here empty-handed but yeah. it, it's not empty-handed it's like um great experience i mean think about it i mean look where we're camping and living and hiking and glass and this place is it's yeah it's, it's amazing it's a great adventure yeah. and we chased a bunch of deer and and really that's all we can ask for is yep. opportunity and yep. Um, we both got some, so like that's that's basically a win. Like I said, there's guys that don't even get to draw their bow back on a on a buck like that ever. Yep. I mean that buck is that, that's that next level. So mm -hmm. pretty pretty cool to be able to witness that, video it. I mean I watched that buck for days. Um, and that thing was giant. The one I was chasing was just the craziest looking deer I think I've ever seen. It was so much fun, just like big old just gnarly buck just so much fun chasing those next level deer mm. so uh, yeah just great experience it's pretty cool there's a mixture this year a mixture of hard horns and velvet so it's just super fun yeah it was super fun dude all right well let's shoot one on the way out and then we'll do another we'll do yeah, another we'll recording on the way like, out yeah, yeah, got yeah got a great one in the aspen so. <laughs> rewind right. that podcast let's start fresh <laughs> right on dude all right, guys, that's a wrap. Man, um, it's tough. Uh, failure's a tough pill to swallow. And, um, you know, it's it's tough for me to share as well. And now it's been, you know, a, a, a week or two, you know. I think it's been two weeks here since I've got back. Week and a half anyways. And um, it hurts a little bit less, but not much. Um it's just tough when you put absolutely everything in into um, being the best backcountry bow hunter you can and, and uh, come up short, fail, miss a shot, miss a shot that I should make a hundred times over. I did get home. My bow was shooting a touch high. Um, 
you know, at 42, I still should have hit him, even if it was hitting a touch high. It was about two yards high, and I'm not sure if it's just, uh, uh, you know, the moisture we had going in the string and then drying out or um, not exactly sure, you know. It's just um, uh, things move and things change, and um, that's bow hunting. Um, man, it, and it's, you know, it's tough to share, but I, I think it's beneficial. I think, um, it happens to all of us, uh, even the, the best hunters out there. And, you know, it, it's such a highlight reel on Instagram or, or on these places where people just share their successes and don't share their failures. And I, you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't think it's fair to the average guy. Like I think, um, you know, I share my successes with you guys and, um, uh, I think it's, it's, um, I think that I have to share my failures as well. Um, I have to have full transparency and, and, um, be able to share the high and lows and go through it with you guys, you know? And, um, so tough for me to share and, and, um, you know, it hurts my ego a bit, but you know, all you can do is get back up. Um, you know, it's it's the reason why why we love it so much is it's so difficult, and I pride myself at being as good as I can be and being clutch in these situations and in these scenarios. But, um, you know, just like I said in the last recording, I mean, you could kind of hear the sum up there. It was it was pretty fresh in my mind on the last sum up uh, where I've had some time to think about it. And um, man, it's just time to get back to work. I can't have it back and. All I can do is focus on the next one and focus on being my best for the rest of the season and uh, focus on being clutch when I do get those chances and opportunities. And uh, there's still a lot left. And I've got um, elk season and I've got uh, late season uh, deer hunting where I'm going to get some chance at some really good deer and, and a chance to prove myself again and just got to come out on top. So as I, as I get home and I get my mind right, just get back to work. Um, get putting in those miles, uh, get my body ready and then, um, just shooting those arrows, you know, and really thinking about that execution and focusing in and, and making that, that shot that I need to make. And so, um, man, it's, it's, um, it's not how you fall in life. It's, uh, how you get back up. And, uh, so, you know, I, I can't let it ruin me. I just, uh, I just got to get back after it. And, um, get you know earn another opportunity and that goes for all of us and 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 even you know it ju- it just is what it is it's like uh, gonna have failures in life um it it it's gonna come like a uh, you you don't I'm I'm not a hundred percent or you don't just succeed at everything you do like sometimes you fall short and then it's about how you get yourself back up and you get back after it and and you go put that perfect arrow in that big buck that you want and uh, so that's what I'm going to do. So, um, yeah, I just thought it was important to to share this with you guys. Like I say, to share, uh, share my successes with you. You know, I need to also share my failures and shortcomings and, and mistakes I made so that we can all learn from it. And um, I'm sure there's somebody else out there that's missed a shot this season. Uh, you know, it, it just happens. Um, so I'm back after it. Uh, got my mind right and uh, ready to go chase some bulls around and have some fun and uh, get ready for late season mule deer. So um, that's the hunt. That's the episode. Uh, Again, I want to thank Sig Sauer Optics for supplying those binos, able to give those image stabilization binos to Dan. Uh, They have the the 10 by 30s and then also have the 15 15 by 45s, I believe is what they are. And, um, 
man, I've been loving these things this season. I started using them and now I can't put them down. I've been using the 10 buys on every hunt. Just that image stabilization. When you come over a windy ridge, when you sit down, everything is so stable. You see so many details and it is good quality glass in there. Um, it, it's just been a, a game changer for me. I just, um, I'm, I'm absolutely sold on these things and, uh, they're really helping out, picking out a lot of animals and, um, spotting a lot of critters and, and the price point isn't too bad. I think they're like 500 bucks or something for them. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of outside the box thinking and it's, it's using technology, um, you know, to our benefit and, uh, I just, uh, I can't wait to see where they go with this technology. It's, uh, absolutely awesome. But, um, thanks you guys. It's, um, it's always tough to put myself out there, especially in a negative light. You know, it's just like, you know, everybody's always trying to build themselves up so much. It's, it's just tough to share my failures and I, I don't want to rehash this out. You know, it's just like just these thoughts that are running through my head as I release this podcast or whatever, but it seems like the more real and authentic I am with you guys, like the the more you guys connect with it and connect with the podcast. And so uh, how could I not release it? So um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, watching a, a hunting film and at the end there's no kill at the end. But, um, you know, that's just the way it goes. It's a reality. It's the reality of bow hunting. Um, there's just so many variables there and it comes down to making one shot and... Um, Sometimes it just doesn't come together, you know. It, it's it's nothing I did drastically wrong on my part. It's just uh, uh, all these um, these factors that played into it. Bow shooting a little high, awkward position, being in a yoga pose for 45 minutes, um, big buck adrenaline. I'm sure that had something to do with it. And um, you know the 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 pin was definitely moving around, and um, you know it it just it is what it is. Uh, there's nothing I can do, but, uh, go earn another opportunity and prove I can do it. So, um, that's the podcast. Um, Eastman's Elevated. Thanks a bunch of you guys for the support. I really appreciate you, uh, uh, really, um, having fun sharing in all your guys' successes season. So, um, thanks for sending me the, the photos and the kind words, uh, thanking me for the podcast and how it's helped you. Uh, just to play a small part in your guys' success is amazing. Even just to entertain you on the drive down there is amazing. So uh, I'm truly fortunate to have this platform and and uh, be able to share these things with you guys. So, um, man, I just um, I really appreciate it. I'm going to keep after it. I suggest you guys do the same. Keep after it and um, get that perfect arrow in that bull you're chasing or that buck you're chasing. So uh, with that, guys, I'll check in with you next week.